Yes, uh, incognito, Pastor Denny Smith here. Uh, my message this morning is coming out of James chapter 2, and uh, thank you for all those uh, here today and uh, online as well as in service. And the Lord uh, helped me understand something this week, he laid something on my heart, that a lot of folks have been very faithful in giving, and I don't have an offertory prayer. So I want to do an offertory prayer today to take your need before the Lord financially, that God will bless you. And uh, this is all about the sermon today, and these are my clothes. Matter of fact, I inherited these, and all this paint on here and all this ugliness is for a reason. Uh, someone took a tremendous missions trip and got me this beautiful missions hat, and so uh, I, I'm doing an illustrated sermon today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for people who have been faithful to give their tithe, their talents, and the resources to this ministry called Calvary Assembly God. Lord, this property is yours. 15 acres here is all yours. And we want to bring glory and honor to you. And we say thank you, Lord, for those who have been faithful to give, even when maybe the job wasn't producing very well, but Lord, you just asked for 10 cents out of every dollar. And if we'll do that, you will make everything else stretch and make, make us be able to pay our bills and make a way for us. And so God, I pray for those that are looking for new employment. I pray for those that, that are, are struggling financially. God, that you would help them realize, God, that you are the source and supply of everything they'll ever need in life. And Lord, I pray blessing upon those who have given and blessing upon those who are preparing to give in the future. Because, God, it's your money, we are your children, and we thank you, Lord, for your provision for this church, for the missions we support around the world, and, Lord, for the provision that's in every home, every individual, everyone who is a part of Calvary. God bless them. Lord, bless our car show family. Lord, as we're preparing to, to have another one, God, bless our car show family with good health. In Jesus' name. Everyone said... Amen. God bless you. Thank you for agreeing in prayer with us. I really do appreciate the fact of being able to pay, uh, pay the bills. In James chapter 2, we have a portion of Scripture that says, My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Don't show favoritism. Now, I don't appreciate wearing my hat in church for those of you who uh, just say, I can't believe you did that. I read scripture. I prayed with my hat on. You know what? God's okay. He loves us. He loves us. And we have to realize that sometimes our preferences aren't necessarily God's preferences. My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. What's the rest of this say? Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes. Wearing a gold ring and fine clothes. And a poor man in shabby clothes 
also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? When we pray, Lord, keep us from evil, we've got to realize there's a reason for that. That's just not evil of the sins of the gutter of the street. That's evil when we begin to show favoritism to people who are handsome, to people who have, well, maybe inherited a great sum of money and they're well off, and, and we show favoritism to them over anyone else. Listen, my brothers, verse 5, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom. He promised those who love him. To those, those who love him, he's promised you're going to inherit the kingdom. It doesn't matter what's going on here on earth. If you love God, you're going to go and be a part of his plan in the kingdom. Everyone said? Amen. But you have insulted the poor. It is not the rich who have exploited you? Are they not the ones who dragged you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? Slandering the name of Jesus Christ. Now, not all rich people are slandering the name of Jesus Christ. There's thought, you've got to look at the culture of the day. You've got to understand what's going on here. And the rich people were persecuting the church. The rich people were, were pulling him in. Paul persecuted the church before he got his eyes opened up. God knocked him off his donkey for, you know, for a period of time there, and, and, and the Holy Ghost showed up, and his whole life was transformed. Paul's whole life was transformed. Have your life been transformed? Come on. Only three of you are getting transformed. <laughs> God said we we're supposed to renew our minds daily. So maybe only three of you read the word this week and got your mind renewed. I don't know. I'll guarantee you, you listen to the news. As fake as it is. Aren't you glad you came to church today? It's just fun to be in church and let God touch your heart. And confess sin. Say, God, forgive me for not reading the word this week. God, help me to get started in it more this week. God, help me to write it down on my notepad so I do it. God, help me to pray for my neighbor that needs Jesus. Lord, even though his dog does things in my yard, let me, let me pray for my neighbor. Don't be angry. Anger comes from the devil. Or you'll say, but Jesus was angry. Yes. But more often than not, our anger is not righteous anger. Our anger is because we didn't get our own way. Oh, man, aren't you really glad you came to church this morning? If you really keep the royal law, I saw this and I wanted to wear a royal's jersey today. If you keep the royal law, not the royal's law, but if you keep the royal law, if you keep this law that, that God is talking about here is it's the law that makes sense. It's the law that, that really changes what God is doing. It changes the world. 
What changes the world? You're saying the world is messed up, jacked up, and just totally confusing right now. How do we get over that? How do we make that happen? How do we get the world out of our lives? How do we do that? By letting the Word of God be number one in our lives. Right. Letting the Word of God be empowered. Letting the Word of God move us, transform us. And we must do it every day of our life. You say, Pastor, are you ever going to get out of those? Yes, I am. There we go. One foot's out. Hallelujah. Silas, we have a, a baby crawling towards the platform. His name is Silas. He's going to come help me with my britches. He's a good helper. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. The royal law. It's not the royal's law. It's the royal law, the kingdom law, the law that is superior to every other law. Our Supreme Court has made some blunders towards the church and toward righteousness these last few months. And, and it's frustrating, and so we need to pray for them more. We need to pray and ask blessing upon them and help them. Love your neighbor as yourself. The royal law is to love your neighbor as yourself. Do you take a bath? Do you put perfume on? Do you put deodorant on? Do you eat a meal? Does your neighbor need a bar of soap? Share a bar. Love your neighbor as yourself. What do you do for yourself that you don't do for your neighbor? Knowing that you've got to reach out to people and love them. Love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing right when you love your neighbor. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as a lawbreaker. But if you show favoritism, you sin. We thought sin was just in the gutter of drunkenness and sexual sins. and No, 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 no. The body of Christ. God's coming back. Jesus is coming back. God is sending his son to a church without spot or wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Meaning we've got to confess up and say, God, if I'm not treating my neighbor right, forgive me and help me to change my ways. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Now those two sins are not greater of bad or worse. All sin, it separates us from the throne of God. All sin separates us from the throne of God. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone. Judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. The mercy of our God. How much he loves us. He's merciful towards us. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Jesus sets us free. Jesus is the one who has done great things for us. And he sets us totally free. He sets us totally free. Jesus 
breaks the bondage. Amen. I had a guy tell me the other day, he says, Pastor, I've been 93 days without alcohol. And I, I did that very thing. I said, praise God. I said, God helped you with that, didn't he? He said, yes, he did. Now, I don't believe this man is saved yet. He were saved yet. Amen. But he's giving God the praise for helping him go 93 days. Now, for most of you in here, you're not addicted to anything except maybe gossip, and God can deliver you that too, just like he's delivered his alcohol. But the bottom line is, is that when you've never been addicted to something, you don't know the pain of addiction. And when you talk to people who are addicted to drugs, you talk to people who are addicted to cigarettes, and they walk away from it. Matter of fact, I talked to a man who said, my wife's the greatest woman on the face of the earth. She's been married to me for 44 years. And 35 of those years, I was an alcoholic in the trunk. I would drink anywhere from a six-pack to 24 cans a day. He said, I'm married to a queen. For her to put up with that and still be here with me, he said, that's a miracle. And he said, by the way, I gave up my cigarettes as well. Within 15 minutes, he prayed the sinner's prayer with me. Hallelujah! That's what it's all about. Amen. That's what it's all about. Getting on common ground with people and loving them where they're at, not condemning them. You mean to tell me you drank? That's horrible. I can't believe you did that. And you're smoking. So, you know, all that stuff is just simple paraphernalia. We all are guilty of sin, and it's only the blood of Jesus Christ that sets us free. Yeah, amen. amen. We cannot judge others. We cannot show favoritism just because people have church attendance. I had 13 years perfect attendance. But never once did anybody challenge me about the fact that I needed Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Oh, I could repeat the Lord's Prayer. I could repeat the 23rd Psalm. But I didn't know Jesus. Judgment is coming to those who fail to preach the pure gospel. Jesus is coming for a church that is without spot or wrinkle washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're living in a world right now that is extremely jacked up. And we best realize that America will never be the same. You say, Pastor, well, this thing will pass and we'll get back to normal. No, we won't. You say, Pastor, you've been pretty negative. No, God's good. Amen. And he's going to help us get through whatever we have to get through. But I'm telling you, the whole world has been affected demonically, and there is going to be a demonic oppression come upon the church and come upon pastors, come upon missionaries, and it's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost yes. to keep the darkness out and to keep the light of the gospel go forth. And we must proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ, and we must intercede. The only thing that's going to get people saved today is intercession in the Holy Spirit. Praying, crying out to God, Lord, help people come to know Jesus. Because only Jesus 
can set the alcoholic free. Only Jesus can set the addictions out of our lives. Sexual addiction is running rampant. Sexual addiction is running rampant in America and around the world. And it used to be that men were the only the ones that was hooked on pornography. It's women now. I'm telling you, Satan is pouring out upon mankind with great pressure. And God's anointing is greater if we'll just simply step into it. We have to step into the anointing. We have to get in the presence of God. We have to go to the polls and vote. It's not a matter of saying, well, that's the government. We don't have to do that. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, we're to pray and make prayers of intercession for everybody. Not just people we like. Everybody. We're supposed to be kind to those who are enemies. And the next verse says, pray for those in leadership. Pray for the king. Pray for those in elected positions. Please hear me today. If you're not registered to vote, please get registered to vote for God. You say, Pastor, what happened to you? I'm telling you, today's the day to pray and seek God like you never have before. We're no longer having church. We're having God's presence. Yes. And I have proclaimed for the last probably year that revival will come from the pews, not the pulpit. Right. Not knowing that God was going to shut down the pulpits all across the land and around the world. And God's calling you to be his hand extended. He's calling every one of us to be his hand extended, to love people because the people are scared to death because the media has promoted fear. And God is a God of faith. God is a God of deliverance. And he wants to deliver us from fear and anxiety. And he wants to make a way for those who are financially strapped right now. God's going to do it as you get very downright hearted with God and say, God, here I am. Help me to curtail my spending. Help me to understand how I'm going to get through this. And Lord Jesus, I'm yours. And I'm going to bring you glory no matter what. You see, the scripture says we are the Lord's whether we're alive or whether we are dead. Because our spirit will go on to be with the Lord forever and forever. So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're saved and you will be saved for eternity as you keep plugging in and keep tearing off the old clothes of sin. Yes, what are we showing favoritism? When it comes to wearing certain types of clothing, do we look at people on the outside and not realize what's on the heart? When it's old shabby clothes, do we tell them you've got to set over someplace else or do we give them equal access to the throne room of God. Do we give everyone equal access to the throne room of God? Do we give everyone access to our testimony of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? God loves you today, and you must allow him complete right away in your life. You must allow him complete right away. Lord Jesus, whatever you want to take out of my life, 
I give you permission. And Lord, give me the strength to say thank you, Lord, when things start leaving. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. And Lord Jesus, we have the greatest message in all the world. And right now, this world needs the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. How that he died on the cross for us. But more than that, he arose again and said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. I will send you the counselor. I will send you that empowerment. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to draw your heart into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Will the Holy Spirit to pray through you? Will you allow your body to go through times of fasting food, fasting social media, just to pray and seek God's face? Will you turn everything else off and say, God, I'm here. What do you want me to do? God is speaking to people right now at home and in this sanctuary today. Holy Spirit, we're blessed to be yours. God, you've called us to keep the kingly rule, the kingly law, to love our neighbor as ourself. Holy Spirit, move mightily in this place and thank you, Lord, for loving us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for viewing with us today, folks. We're going to prepare time to pray here. We're going to social distance us in our pews around the front. I encourage you to spend a moment in prayer before you go check on the pot roast. It'll be fine. Seek God for a moment or two. Declare Him to be Lord of your life. And let your neighbor know that you're hoping the best for God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.